The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Buying a home? Selling your home? You've come to the right place. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Hello, everyone. This is Rob Golfy with Remax, the Golfy team. Welcome to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition with host Rick Zamprin. Good Saturday morning, one and all. Yeah, Rick Zamprin here, Rob Golfy there. Rob is a sales representative with Remax's Scartman Realty, the Golfy team. We're going to dive into a lot of topics on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition today, including talking about millennial home buyers, at least those hoping to buy a home. Well, many of them plan to leave the GTA in search of, well, a place to live. We'll talk about home prices in this nation. We have a listener question for Rob that we'll get to as well. As always, if you're looking for a home in this city or in the Niagara region or in Burlington, or you're thinking about listing your home, you got to call the Golfie team, Hamilton and Burlington's number one REMAX team in volume and unit sales. 905-575-7700 online at robgolfie.com that's rob g-o-l-f-i.com if you have a topic idea or a question for the golfy team you can send them an email questions at robgolfie.com and whether you're on twitter tiktok instagram or facebook check out the golfy team great content on social media to begin the show rob what's going on in your world this week well, there's uh, there's been a lot going on, especially uh, what happened in the papers on uh, Thursday morning. But I'll just mention uh, last last week uh, we were at the father and three sons golf tournament with my three sons, which is the 83rd annual go- uh, father and three sons golf tournament. And the only time that this tournament didn't happen was I think I'm not sure if it was one or two years dur- during World War Two. And obviously COVID, uh, 2020 and 21, but it was great to see everybody back and, and see everybody it was, it was a really good, uh, a really great golf tournament. We're hosting it next year, uh, in, uh, Niagara Falls, the golfy family's holding, uh, hosting it next year in Niagara Falls at legends. So if you have, uh, if you're a father with three sons, or if you're a son that has two brothers and a father, whatever, don't hesitate to reach out to us. It's a great annual event to go to and have a tradition to do something with your, your kids. And, uh, it's, and it's, it's fantastic. But the real news is, is yeah. what hit the newspapers on uh, Thursday. So I guess you read, read that, uh, Rick. Yeah. So this revolves around a lawsuit involving you. What's going on? Yeah. So there's a, a Minnesota agent um, he does uh, advertise um, his arms wide open. And I actually, I got the idea uh, from that, right? So like realtors belong to different groups of networks. Uh, and uh, he was in a, a, a group of networks uh, that I belong to uh, in the U.S. I belong to two of them in the U.S. and one in Canada. And, um, and I, saw the, I saw that and I said, you know what? That doesn't seem like a bad idea because these networks always always exchange ideas and, you know, so each agent can learn from each other. And usually these networks, um, are people like it's usually one agent from different areas so that nobody's in the same market. So I saw this idea and I started using it. And I guess because I took it to the extreme, he saw that I was 
you know, gaining ground and we hit number one in, uh, in Remax Canada and number two in the world with Remax worldwide. And he's like, the, he start to look at this, say, Hey, this guy's getting notoriety. He's thinking his his idea. And it, and it probably is his idea, but there's so many people are using this, but because he's strong in his market, I'm strong in my market. He feels that it's his idea. And, and he just, I don't know. He just, uh, just, I don't know, maybe people are saying to him, hey, Golfie's using your idea, which I have no denial that I, I did get that from him. But there was other agents locally that are using the same thing or have used it. Like uh, in Hamilton, you know, there was a couple agents. Al Cosentino used it years ago. Anthony Picconi used it. Uh, I'm not sure if he's currently using it, but he has used it. Uh, Lino Archie from Toronto, uh, he's got it on the billboard, you know, uh, with his arms wide open. So a lot of people are using it. But because I use it to the extreme, um, it, it, that's why I'm the target. I am the target of, of, of this, uh, lawsuit. And it's just, uh, it, it's ridiculous. And he's, he, and I know this guy, he's more about, uh, the, um, uh, publicity of it. And that's, that's his gain. And, and, and he talks about that and he does have, he's starting a marketing company, uh, and trying to get agents to go on board and show them how to market things and stuff like that. I did attend an online marketing thing, but I don't remember signing anything. And we asked him, Hey, send me where the IP address came from that I signed. And he won't, he won't send us that, but he did send a signature that is nowhere near anything that, that is uh, a electronic signature or a signature of mine on anything that shows that I attended this seminar or I signed anything saying that I couldn't use any materials. So in all, all that, uh, all in all that, Rick, I don't know. This is just, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's crazy. I think it's crazy. I've been getting a lot of text messages from a lot of people saying, you know, keep, keep using the arms wide open and this is ridiculous. And, and he's getting a lot of bad press out there on social media. Yeah. And you know, I'll chime in and I don't think I'm going to get you or myself in trouble. And this is just my personal view is he, you've been using this for over a year now, I think it's been, and... Yeah, um, 18 months, yeah, 18 months. And he apparently applied for the trademark three weeks ago, so he's trying to capitalize on this trademark, which has been used for eons, including in various photos and a huge statue of Jesus Christ in Brazil, which <laughs> has the same pose, so I'm not sure he can trademark this. You know what? He just applied for it and a trademark, you know, usually takes two to three years to get. Now you don't have a trademark. He says he has a trademark, uh, just applying three weeks ago. He does not have the trademark. He's applied for the trademark and any, anybody can stop him from getting this trademark. He applied for the trademark in Canada too. He'll never get it in Canada because he doesn't do business in Canada. Um, and, uh, my trademark lawyer, uh, Stephen Leach, great guy, Burlington lawyer, uh, is, is a trademark lawyer. And he said he'll, he won't get it in Canada because he doesn't do business in Canada. So he's just reaching out in, you know, and he's got the mentality of, I want the publicity and, you know, and, and I'm not putting down, uh, the U S how they, uh, think, but they are very strong and Sue happy kind of situation. So I think, uh, it's just uh, ridiculous, uh, how this is going and he's getting bad, a lot of bad publicity online. So, well, the interesting thing too, is he does not do business in Canada, let alone Hamilton. 
No, he doesn't. But he's trying to, because I took it to a level beyond that most people would take it. And that, and that's what's scaring him. Um, he feels that like I, I'm, I'm a, you know, fairly strong team in Canada here in, in the Hamilton, Niagara, Halton area. And he's seeing the, the growth that we've had and the growth that we're, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a hardworking guy. I love what I do. And, uh, and I keep pushing through, well, he's probably the same way he's in, in his market. Uh, but he likes controversy. He loves that kind of, this is not the first time he's had controversy. He had, and I, I'm, I'm not sure of it, but I, I know he had controversy with Remax in, uh, in Minnesota. And I, I and I don't recall, I, I can't verify this, but I think he was fired from being with Remax and just because of the controversy, this guy likes doing. Do you think this is a PR stunt on his behalf? I think it's a huge PR stunt on his uh, behalf and he, and he's doing a good job of it, but I think it's backfiring a little bit because he's getting a a, a negative feedback from the public on that. And, uh, and, and he thought he could embarrass me, you know, saying, Hey, you're using my logo. Well, every realtor has a portrait of themselves with their picture. Sometimes some of them have a picture with their phone on their ear. Some of them have their arms crossed. I mean, what are you going to do now? We're going to have to uh, trademark uh, a portrait picture that nobody can use. I mean, it's my face. It's my arms. It's nothing to do with, uh, with what he looks like or what it is. And we're totally in different, different countries. I can't see why he's worried about it. He's more focused on me. I am more focused on, you know, dealing with my clients and making sure we pro- offer proper uh, service and uh, with, with our with, uh, real estate. All right. Let's. Uh, if you're done with this, because uh, it sounds like you are, <laughs> and having well, it in the well, background. Well, well, I just wanted to say one thing. Yeah. So right now, there is no better time to put your house on the market with the golfy team because of the exposure that we're getting, and it, uh, you know, with this uh, exposure, with this arms wide open, and also, hey, if you're a realtor and you want to learn about marketing and and, and publicity and everything else, give us a call. We'll uh, we we can share some secrets with you. It's an absolute great time to do that. So let's talk about what is happening in Hamilton, Niagara, and Burlington. You have some statistics on some price comparisons from July to August. Yes. So um, I, I just I just did a, a quick check to see what's happening in the market in, uh, in the Hamilton, Burlington, Niagara area. And uh, it shows that, you know, everybody's wondering when, when the pricing of homes are dropping. Well, in, in Hamilton, from uh, July to August so far, I mean, with the, the month of uh, August is not over yet, yeah. but we only seen a, a negative uh, 1% drop in average sale price month over month. So, which is good. It looks like we might've landed pretty close to, to where the bottom is. And in Niagara, it, it's, it's minus 2%. So we're down 2% from, uh, from July to August. And in Burlington, you know, because it's a high end area, they're down four and a half percent from month over month from July to August. So I think we're getting close to the bottom. And, 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 um, so I, you know, people always say, you know, I know realtors always say every time is a good time to buy, but right now I, I think I know a lot of millennials and a lot of people are sitting on the fence waiting to see what's going to happen. And I get it. I get it. Interest rates are going up. Housing prices are coming down and people are wondering, uh, I'm still buying. I'm not, I'm not worried about it, but timing right now, I, I think we might've hit pretty close to the bottom level. I do think in my opinion, the market is going to pick up in the middle of uh, September 
in October. I really, really do. So when it starts picking up, then you're going to start seeing movement of houses. We're not, I don't think we're going to see multiple offers, but we are going to see more activity, more more people back to the market buying houses. Average price so far in Hamilton, including uh, in in terms of these statistics right now, seven hundred ninety three thousand dollars in Hamilton, seven seventeen in Niagara, and one million seventy six thousand dollars in Burlington. So still healthy, and uh, that might be the bottom out. Speaking of bottoming out, we're going to get in uh, to Rob's head in terms of whether or not Canadian home prices are about to or have bottomed out when we return here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road Although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your home Welcome back to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. Pleased to be joined once again by Rob Golfy, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. You can find them online at robgolfy.com. That's Rob G O L fi.com call the first real estate team in hamilton to sell 1000 homes in a year 905-575-7700 you can follow the golfy team on tiktok instagram facebook and twitter if you want an instant home estimate go online to golfyhomevalue.com and if you have a topic idea or a question uh, or an email a uh, question for the golfy team send them an email questions at robgolfy.com still to come we'll talk about canadian home prices and whether or not they're going to buy them out anytime soon we have a listener question for rob as well but before we get to that let's head over into the cranium of the old millennial because there's an interesting new poll that suggests nearly half of the millennials who are thinking hoping aspiring to buy a home are planning to leave the gta to do so a um what are your thoughts on that and b what do you think the impact is going to be on hamilton halton niagara the impact has already happened. Um, you, you, I was at a, uh, uh, actually it was the uh, Spectator New Building, and I'm not sure if you've been in there. It's a gorgeous building up on the Stony Creek Mountain, mm-hmm. and uh, they like brand new. Like you got to see the office of this place, unbelievable. So I had a tour of it uh, just about a week ago, and I couldn't believe it. I said, "Wow, this is perfect. This is what I'm looking for uh, in an office with all the the latest trends, with the you know the quiet uh, phone room that you can go in and put a desk and and in a sealed off room." That facility, um, they moved in there. I think just as COVID started, or during COVID, but yeah. so obviously they made their, their agreement and everything to, to start renovating and doing that. You know, I, when I took me for a tour, you can, you can probably have 50 to hundred people working in there. But when I went through, there was only about four or five people working there. Hmm. Most of them are working out of their houses and a lot of them don't want to, don't want to come back. They, they, they prefer to stay home. 
And that's what's happening. So millennials right now kind of have the power over companies in a way that say, hey, listen, I, I went home to work. I still produced. I want to stay home. And companies are trying to get them back because they want them there at, at the office so they can, you know, it's easy to get up and start talking, talking to them, you know, whatever business they have to do. So a lot of millennials have moved out of the GTA and bar houses in outside of the GTA and are still working home. Companies are still trying to call them back, but they're, they're struggling getting them back. Uh, and then, uh, and then new millennials getting jobs, they're asking, can I work at home versus working in the office? And that's where I think Toronto is going to have a a big impact of people not moving into Toronto, getting these jobs and and, and living downtown. They're going to be living all the outskirts because, because home prices are going to be more affordable uh, if they can work remotely versus in, in the office in downtown Toronto. Yeah, some of the survey stats are pretty interesting. This was a a survey that was conducted by Leger, and it reveals that 59% of GTA residents who are uh, millennial age, 26 to 41, who do not currently own a home, say they still believe that they will at some point in time. So there's some some hope, which is good news. But 22% of those respondents anticipated buying a home in the city where they currently reside, which is not a lot of people when you think about it. Another 37% said, yeah, they're probably going to have to relocate to realize that dream of home ownership. And really of interest is, and you were kind of mentioning it in terms of working remotely, which it, which obviously impacts the housing market, is that 49% of these millennials in the GTA would change employers in order to work from home fully. And that is nine percentage points higher than the national average. So that that's extremely interesting in, in terms of this new, I guess, era of, of employment, but working from home instead of the physical workspace. Yeah. COVID changed the world, changed how people think, how they work. I mean, and people, and there's a lot of people still working uh, remotely. And Mm -hmm. I, and I would assume even, even that, uh, at the CHML, uh, office, are are there people still working remotely, Rick? Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. To to be honest, not much has changed if anything, since the start of the pandemic here. Yeah. And, and so for me, I prefer everybody here. I, I, I need to walk around. I'm hands on. I'm old school. Uh, I like to walk around, say hi to everybody and, and, you know, and, and see them and, and find out what's going on and sit down and chat with them. So, um, you know, I'm a small business, larger corporations, um, are, are having remotely and some of them like it and, and some of them don't, I, yeah, I prefer everybody here. You can see everybody. It, it, the culture is good. Uh, but, uh, but yeah. And now millennials are looking for jobs that they can work remotely. So basically if, if a company is putting a resume out, and they say can, can work remotely, they're going to get way more resumes than, <laughs> than not saying that. So mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it's a tough situation now for companies. It is tough and it's tough. And Toronto right now, they have no choice but to offer jobs that you can work remotely because that's the only way they're going to get people. And so those people that are going to apply for those jobs now, they, they can come from the Hamilton, Halton, Niagara region and Brantford area and, and work and get the Toronto wages and also, but, but live in the wage, uh, wage, uh, uh, cost of living in, in our local area here. So it's, uh, it, it's, 
And you know what? And the cost of to buy a house in Toronto is still expensive, and the cost of living, and the cost of everything. So people don't people don't want that. People want a lifestyle, and they don't get that lifestyle living in Toronto mm-hmm. and spending all their money on rent. And you know vehicles and, and whatever whatever the cost is out there, so well, it's and, it's, uh, and, it's changing, changing. And here's the other part of this too, from a real estate point of view, how has this new reality of working from home changed how millennials, or really all age groups, look at um, their next home? Are they saying, "Listen, I, I plan to be working at home. I need a specific type of space to live in." Absolutely. They need uh, a, an area, a den or, 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 or a, a cove in their house, like, like a little area that they can put their desk and operate now. If they're single and they're, and they're renting a home or buying a home by themselves, it doesn't matter. But now if they have a home and, and they're married or, or, they're, or, or they're living with their partner, uh, they have to find two locations in their house that they can work remotely because a lot of professional couples uh, are working remotely at home. So now they need two areas uh, in their house to be private so they can make their phone calls, do their work and all that kind of stuff. So it, yeah, it's, it's going to, it's changing the dynamics. Uh, builders that are building new houses, they're going to have to change their layouts, how their floor plans and how to do this. Uh, more people are buying four bedroom houses. Now they're going to be more in demand because one or two of those bedrooms are going to be offices mm-hmm. and the other two would be for the kids or, 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 or for the, the couple. So, so, Everything's changed, and, and, and they're moving this way because it's more affordable than it is in, in, in the GTA. So there's a lot of changes, it's, and, and you're going to find uh, it, it's, it's funny what one pandemic can change everybody's lifestyle, everybody's work habits, everybody's work style, all that kind of stuff. Well, we know that the pandemic has changed how we view the inside of a home because we, you know, are are mapping out, you know, how are we going to work from home? Where are we going to be? Where are we going to set up our office or our den or whatever the case is? Is it also magnifying the importance of the exterior of the home in terms of landscaping or that backyard oasis? Because if you're going to be working from home, you might, you know, if you're going on vacation, just stay home or work in the backyard from home and that exterior, the outside becomes a little more important is that is that has that become a factor the exterior outside is it, it is important but they they're just happy the younger one the young young millennials are just happy to have like a like a small courtyard like just enough to put a you know a nice table umbrella mm-hmm. and right. you know a little seating area they're not looking for the big backyard with the big in-ground pool and a tennis court all that kind of stuff that comes later in life for those guys but right now they just want something that hey if i have a company coming over we can enjoy the outdoor weather with a, a little backyard. That's why a lot of townhouses became very popular in the last 10 years, uh, just because it was affordable. It was easy to take care of and millennials can go on vacation. There's not much uh, landscaping to deal with and, and it, they could have their neighbors cut the lawn because it's just a couple of rows that they have to go up and down and that's it. But, uh, but the backyard is, is definitely a strong point, but they don't need a big backyard. They just want something enough just to entertain and have some friends over just to, to sit outside and, and enjoy the nice weather. Now, aside from just millennials, just the, the general home seeker, at one point during the pandemic, homes with pools were in high demand. Is that still the case? 
homes with pools with high, yes, they are. Um, it, because it takes almost two years to get a pool now in your house. Yeah. So there are people that uh, grew up with pools or have pools at one time in their life, and they're looking for houses with pools. Uh, a lot of times they, people realize, don't realize, but it, it, it is a fact it takes a long time to get a pool in your house unless you know somebody that you can get in there quick and in and out. But I mean, people, uh, uh, especially last year in 2021, a lot of people ordered pools and they're just getting them installed now, uh, or in the fall of this year, uh, that they're just getting in there. So, uh, so that now that they can have a backyard oasis now, uh, everybody's worried that are we going to have another pandemic where you have to stay at home? I don't know if that'll happen again because of what's happened with this pandemic. Um, I think, I don't know how they'll treat it differently, but uh, I, I don't think COVID's going away. I mean, we just had, a, 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 didn't we just have our eighth wave or seventh wave just come through? <laughs> I've lost count. Uh, so, yeah. So, I mean, we're going to have waves coming through for the next 20 years. So we just have to accept it and, and live with it. And that's just what the world is about. But uh, pools definitely will always be in demand and you're going to find, you know, once people start having kids and now the older millennials, uh, they're starting, their kids are becoming one or two or three years old and they are going to be looking for houses with pools, especially if they grew up with a house with a pool. All right, let's switch gears on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. By the way, if you want to sell your home or if you're in the market to buy a house, call Hamilton, Burlington, and Niagara's top real estate team, the Golfy team, at 905-575-7700 online at robgolfy.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I dot com. When will Canadian home prices bottom out? We kind of reflected on this in segment number one. If if you go on Google and you know Google out Canadian home prices or home prices in Hamilton, there are endless stories about how the market is going to crash or interest rates are going to go sky high and we won't be able to you know afford our mortgages. Uh, just gloom and doom everywhere you look. Is that um, is that the case, or are brighter skies and much more enjoyable news on the way? I you know what there is there's going to be an interest rate uh, interest rate hike in September and. I talked to uh, some other analysis and they said there's going to be probably another two after that. So it's hard to tell where it's going to go. But I think, you know, some people say it's going to be down 24% in 2023. Now, is that 24% from February of this year, February, March, February, March of this year, or 24% from now? So it's hard to tell what, what they're saying. But I, I, do, I think we're pretty close to the bottom, if not already. And, uh, and I do feel that the market will pick back up in, uh, in the end of September, middle to the end of September and October. So if you're, if you're a person thinking about selling, I think that's the time to do it. Um, and then putting it up for sale now, uh, prior to uh, Labor Day weekend. But if you price it right, your house will sell. That's the, that's all it takes is just pricing it right and your house will sell. It does take, it does take a little bit of marketing to get people to view your house, you know, trying to get it exposed. But I, I, I do feel the market will be strong. Uh, and right, right now is a timing because, because everybody's sitting on the fence. You don't have much competition in buying a house and how many, depending on how many people want to sell. And if the, the seller is very, very motivated, he is willing to negotiate and trying to get that house sold. So that's where you're going to get your deal right now uh, in buying a house. Now in uh, the end of September, that could change. 
the negotiating uh, difference could be uh, be a lot less. Like you, you know, you won't be able to negotiate as aggressively because the market has picked up. It's not saying it's going to be multiple offers, but I think the seller can hold a little stronger on his price in uh, in, in in the fall than than he is now at this moment. I guess if you're a home or a prospective home buyer, you're probably waiting for the Bank of Canada to say, "Okay, we're done raising interest rates before." jumping in because I would assume that if rates continue to go up, housing prices are going to continue to slide a little bit. Exactly. To a certain degree, to a certain degree, but, but again, we don't know the future. And, um, and, and I always say house prices always double every 10 years. So I don't think anybody can make a mistake in the long term. but if somebody's looking for short term, uh, yeah, you got to be more cautious about that. And I, I think you always have to be cautious regardless what the market is, if you're only looking for short term and that's, and that's, that's a risk you take. I'm more of a long-term investor. So to me, whether the market's up or down, I, I know I'm going to hang on to it and I know I'm going to win at the end uh, by holding the property as long as I have. You can listen to our show online through Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. Just search for the Golfy Real Estate Show in your favorite podcast platform and hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. When we come back, I'll ask Rob about pricing a home that's going on the market in this market when we come back here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. My name is Rick Samprin. Once again, joined by Rob Golfy, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. Find them on the World Wide Web. RobGolfy.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. You can call the first real estate team in Hamilton to sell 1,000 homes in a year. 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Follow them on TikTok, Twitter, give them a like on Facebook and check them out on Instagram. And if you want an instant home estimate, lightning quick, head online to golfyhomevalue.com. And hey, if you have a question for the Golfy team, and we do have a listener question that we'll ask Rob in a few minutes, you can email questions at robgolfy.com. When it comes, Rob, to pricing a home in this market, because there are some question marks, what, what's a good rule of thumb? Oh, you know what? It, it, it's so difficult to price a house right now because you got to try to find the pivotal point. Where is the market willing to pay for this house right now? And and because it's changed so much this year, it went from it, it, it was climbing up high. And now it's it, it, then it climbed down. So you have to get under the market in this market, like at least one percent under what the, the market value is. And and there's so many things that we use to, to come up with a number and uh, like, you know, uh, we use, uh, you know, comparables and, and, and you can't go beyond 60 days and even 60 days 
the markets change. So you have to be very careful with that. So we try to guess what the market shift is in the last 60 days and try to come up with a number that we know what a willing buyer is willing to pay for it, for your house. And we just listed one in Stony Creek, four level back split built in 1975, I think. And I looked at the uh, other properties that were similar to it that sold. Um, and we priced, we priced it at eight ninety nine nine on Margaret Avenue. And we figured with the square footage and uh, the style and of the house and everything else with the property size, we felt that that was the right price to list that. Now that, that could change, but I think, you know, it was, it, it took time to, to, to really think about it. And, and, and the sellers, they saw that and they, they looked at uh, my analysis and how I came up with the number and they agreed. And they thought that was very, very reasonable and, and logistical logical and how we came up with the number and they agreed and it, it was good. So that just hit the market yesterday and we'll see ne- next week, see how, uh, we'll see how it goes and see if we get a, a sale out of it quickly or not. I would guess that at this point in time, there are few home sellers who are thinking their home is worth the price that we were seeing in February and March. Well, there's still a lot of them. So right really? now coming up, right now coming up in the next probably 30 days, you're going to see a lot of houses expire off the MLS. A lot of them are just not going to sell. So some of them are feeling, well, uh, the, the house, the, the agent couldn't sell it. Some of them will take it off the market completely. And the other ones, uh, may stay, stay, you know, they'll relist again and, and, and go back on. So we're, you're, you're going to see a total change in, in, uh, values on the market. Cause again, like you, like, like people earlier this year, a lot of, a lot of sellers out there think that the prices of their, their house is worth what it was in February, March, which is not going to happen. It will not happen. And, and sometimes we have said no to certain people say, listen, you know what, we, we want your business, but if I take your business then I'm giving you hope that you may get that price, which is not going to happen. And I mean, but to a certain degree, we will list what the sellers wants at the beginning, but we indicate to them that, Hey, listen, if it doesn't sell at this certain time and you get no showings and nobody's making offers, you have to do an adjustment on price. We, we, we say that upfront and let them know. I know a lot of agents out there, they're pricing houses high and they shouldn't because uh, they're just hurting their clients and they're going to be chasing that market and it's going to cost them more money. Hmm. By the way, are, are open houses a thing again? Are we still seeing some of those pop up here and there? Yes. Open houses are starting to come back. Um, it, it's not as much as it was pre pandemic, but it will get to a level where it will be. Now, not only there's a whole new generation of buyers coming into the market, like millennials, millennials don't go to open houses. Uh, you know, it's more of the baby boomer uh, population will right, go. Right. So millennials don't go to open houses. So millennial agents aren't doing open houses as much either. So <laughs> right. you, you got the, so those guys have their own little uh, club that's going on. So it's, uh, but otherwise, uh, but open houses are coming back. We've got, we, we're, we do open houses every weekend uh, on certain properties, but, uh, but everything's online right now and open houses, Sometimes they generate and it's just trying to appease the client and let them know that we're working hard trying to get trying to get a buyer for their house. 
When we come back, we are going to dive into a listener question for Rob that revolves around missing out on a home sale. That's coming up next here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. One final go-round here on the Golfy Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfy, Sales representative with Remax's Scartman Realty, the Golfy team. Find them online at robgolfie.com. Call Hamilton and Burlington's number one Remax team in volume and unit sales, 905-575-7700. And follow the Golfy team on Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And if you have a question or a topic idea for the Golfy team, send them an email. Questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. We do have a question for Rob Golfie, and here it is. We put our house up for sale a month ago and got an offer almost immediately. The value seemed low at the time, so we turned it down. Now we have a, we're having second thoughts. Is it possible to get that offer back? It's gonna, that'll be a tough one, uh, especially if it was a month ago. Usually, usually your first offer is your best offer and people have heard that terminology, but, uh, but if you turn down an offer and then you try to revive it, uh, especially a month later, you're not going to get that same price from that same buyer. He's saying, well, I gave you my number Mm -hmm. and, uh, you had a chance, but now you want me to come back. I'm not going to come back at that number. I'm going to come back lower. So basically they hurt themselves. They realize it, they regret it. And uh, they should have taken it. Now, if somebody declines an offer, and this is how I operate, and this is a good tool for a lot of agents to use, is that I, if let, let's say we're dealing with an offer, and my client says no to the offer, I go back to my client, I go back to the other agent that brought the offer, and I said, "Hey, listen, my client says no today, but just." keep in the wings. Maybe I, I think he may change his mind within a week. So just keep your buyer on, on standby mm-hmm. and uh, I'll, I'll let you know. So, th- so what you're doing is you're giving hope to the other agent that possibly that he may get that offer. And I'll tell you something, 50% of the time, the seller will call me, let's say, and, and say, you know what? I think I may, I, I think I may get, I want that offer. So I left the other agent, in standby to let them know, Hey, let me work on my client. And, and then we get a deal together. So you almost got to keep your, that other buyer on standby to let them know that the seller needs a little more time to think about it. But if you wash it out and kill the deal and not happen, and then you call them back and say, Hey, you know, you got your tail between your legs and say, can you come back? They're not going to come back at the same price. It's, and that's the, that's the difference how you structure deals and how you keep deals alive and how you keep the price at the number that, 
they originally came in at. So there's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot to learn, especially in negotiations when you're dealing in real estate. This is, it's not easy. There's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that goes on, but definitely if it's within a week, you've got a super chance of getting that offer back. But a month later, you're not going to get that. You're not going to get that offer back at the same price. Unless the buyer really wants it and, uh, you know, and he's willing to pay that price, but it's more difficult as time goes on. That's really interesting. Knowing where the market is right now, are most home buyers going in with their best offers or are they, are they thinking, hey, the market's down, I'll try to get an even better deal than what I could have gotten months ago? Yeah, they, they're they going in pretty aggressive on the number, and then we try to hammer out a deal. Some of them are coming in, they say, hey, this house is priced right, let's just put an offer in and see if they'll accept it. But some of them are coming in 50000 less, and then you try to you know negotiate back and forth until you guys both come to mm-hmm. an agreement on price. Um, it just, it just depends. The longer the house is on the market, the more aggressive the buyer agent's going to come in with this offer. So you just got, you got to be strong as a seller agent and, and negotiate, uh, uh, aggressively. And, and if you got, if you can prove that the value is at the value that you had it priced, you know what? The buyer agent will, will agree and say, Hey, not a problem. But the thing is a buyer, if a buyer, uh, is, is asking their agent to make an offer. You don't want to say no to them because they're going to say, Hey, you're not really representing me. So sometimes you have to type up the offer at the, at the price that the, the buyer wants. And then, and then, and then try to work the deal to uh, negotiate the deal to come up. But if you say no to the buyer, uh, the agent says no to the buyer, that buyer is going to feel really uncomfortable. He's not going to feel confident in, in closing that deal. He's always going to feel at the back of his mind that his agent didn't represent him. So it's always good, you know, just say, and I usually, when I go to submit an offer, if I'm representing a buyer that comes in low, I tell the agent, look, this is just a starting point. Don't look at this. Uh, tell your, your client, the seller to not feel bad, come back with a counter offer. I think we can make a deal with this. And you kind of coach the other agent, you know, that this thing can happen. Just ignore the price that, that we starting at. Lastly, and we got about a minute to chat about this, is uh, the recruitment aspect of the golfy team. Are you still looking for realtors who want a, a change of pace and joining a, a team? Absolutely. If you're a realtor and uh, and you're not happy where you are or you're not doing as well as, as you thought you would be doing, give us a call. I mean, we are hiring. We got thousands and thousands of leads of people looking to buy and sell homes out there. And uh, just, you know, give us a call just to see what we have to offer. We're going to be offering a uh, a seminar on, uh, on, on a recruiting seminar and, and showing people, uh, teaching them what's happening in this changing market. And also we, you know, we want to meet agents out there that maybe want to do a change. So, uh, but yeah, give us a call. You won't regret uh, the call. There's no obligation, no pushy, no, no, uh, aggressive, uh, recruiting, anything like that. Just, just a phone call away. 905-575-7700. And uh, you may one day be a member of the Golfy team. Rob, fantastic program as always. And thank you for listening to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition. We're back next Saturday at 9 on 900 CHML. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.